Hello and welcome to Break the Cycle podcast. For today's episode, we have an amazing guest with us to talk all about the power of mindset. You won't want to miss this. Hello, I'm Tracy Baconhaster and welcome to the Break the Cycle podcast brought to you today by Design and Renewed Tribe, the number one membership community to empower you to find your purpose and live in financial freedom through education, support, and coaching. Be part of something bigger and reach your goals faster by joining a like-minded community of others on the same journey. The Break the Cycle podcast will help you to identify patterns in your life that are holding you back, share practical tools to create new habits, and to embrace the lives we're all called to live. So grab your favorite beverage, pop those earbuds in, and let's do this. Now, before we get into today's topic, I want to share with you something that I think you will love. This episode is sponsored by the Design and Renew Tribe, a membership community designed to empower you to break the cycle. This is your one-stop shop to be part of something bigger, a community of your peers getting the support, education, success, and exclusivity that you want and need to break out of the cycle that you find yourself in. Find your purpose and live in financial freedom. For $34 a month, get weekly group coaching and Q&A sessions, monthly and weekly themes, private groups, access to industry professionals, and so much more. See if it's a good fit for you with a free 14-day trial. Learn more by going to design-renew.mn.co. All right, now let's get to the show. All right. So I'm so excited to have Rebecca Victor with us today. So Rebecca is the founder of Your Joyful Path, where she's a personal empowerment and leadership coach. Rebecca, please tell us a little bit more about you before we get into the topic of today's episode. Sure. Hi, Tracy. Hello, everyone. Uh, I actually have been doing this for quite a while and I love it. Um, I, I love watching individuals and I work primarily with women, although I do have some excellent men uh, that I have fun with in, in my programs. but my work is really in helping the individuals that I serve really see uh, what it is they, they're bringing to the table, you know, who they are, uh, the gifts that they have, learning how to honor that calling inside of them for whatever, whatever it is. Oftentimes people will think because it's a, usually the callings will start off as discontents and then they'll think something's wrong because it's a discontent when really it's just that that nudging that says it's time to let this go. There's something else in the horizon. And so it's, it's just a delight uh, for me and a gift when I see the aha lights start to come on within their own minds. Uh, as they begin to see who they are, they begin to see that life, you know, uh, the value of life for them and, uh, and really how to make it a good one. And so that's really how I serve. I serve mindset and that's what we're going to be talking about today. I serve balance. You know, how is it that we can combine our heart, our minds and our spirit or our intuition to really create a more well-rounded, fulfilling and balanced life. And so how do we bring that into the workplace? How do we bring it home? All those elements. So been doing that for Oh, well, well over 25 years. And so it's very nice to be here. Absolutely. We're excited to have you and to bring your knowledge and expertise with us for sure. So, and as a coach, I'm sure you probably focus a lot on mindset, right? Because a lot of coaching is the mindset and how people look at things and do things and, you know, what's their motivations. So, I mean, that's our topic for today. It's kind of that power of the mindset and how 
what the mindset can really do in your life that a lot of us don't realize, like having a power, you know, your mindset has a lot of power over you and your actions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, talk to us a little bit more about kind of the mindset as a whole, you know, what factors typically influence how we think process and view things? Mm-hmm. Well, the mindset to go back on what you're, you know, initially stating, couldn't agree with you more in the, in the value and the power of the mindset. It really is. It's the key, our mindset. And the reason it is the key is it's the one that directs, we're creative beings. So it's the one that directs how we are going to move. Wherever we place our attention, our focus is where we're going to move, the direction we're going to move in. So it's important to be really clear and aware of what are our thoughts about where we want to go, about the life we want to create, about whether or not we feel it's even possible. And so when we're looking at mindset, I consider at least for myself to be kind of like the the queen pin. You know, it is the key. Mindset in my journey has been about learning how to manage my thinking. Oftentimes we grow up in our society thinking that we are subject to all the whims of society. And so we have to learn how to adjust and adapt. And so I don't know about you, but sometimes literally, Tracy, it feels crazy trying to manipulate myself and squeeze myself and and shape myself into whatever it is I'm supposed to be or do in order to have what it is that I want. And one of the key factors that is being realized in all kinds of areas, even science is beginning to understand the value of our thought it helps us to realize that, you know, we're not the victims of the conditions that we find ourselves in. That in fact, before conditions are created, they have to begin first in the mind of the person. And one of the things even science is discovering in quantum physics, and that's a study of science that goes down into those elements of life that are so minute as to be completely and utterly invisible to what it is that we can see with the current mechanizations we have. You know, they're beginning to see some but they're noticing how the influence of the observer affects the movement of these tiny particles. And that's just kind of some of the basic, it goes on, but their understanding if everything is energy, then thought can manipulate energy. Okay. And so that's what these scientists are discovering. And that's an age old understanding. I mean, that's been around for thousands of years, the ability for the mind to manage material but it's been always more on an esoteric or a spiritual level. And so now science is beginning to come in and and see that. And it's like, oh, okay. So if we can learn to manage our mindset, our thinking process, our beliefs, and to realize that we actually have more power than we realize, then we can affect a life that's very different from what we're used to doing. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's amazing to think about like what your mind can really do. I mean, a lot of times you think, oh, just thought, you know, it's what Mm -hmm. we, we learn things, you know, it's just our natural intuitions or whatever, but really everything we do is controlled by how we view things and how we Mm -hmm. see things and how that Mm -hmm. mind works. That's, it's just amazing to think about. And I love that science is starting to kind of catch up to it a little bit now, because a lot of it before was, oh, it's theory. And it's kind of this fluffy stuff up here that nobody believes or understands. (laughs) And now having it, be like, no, this is a real thing. And having the science behind it. I mean, I know behavioral science and a lot of the, um, the neuroscience, that's why it's kind of like the, like how our brain focuses on stuff like neuromarketing is becoming a very big thing in the world. Right. How to like really get to people on the emotional and their mindset level. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
when it comes to the mindset and you mean how, how important is it to have a healthy mindset and in, in life? I know from my life experience, it's, it's essential. And when we look at what we mean by a healthy lifestyle or a healthy mindset, it's kind of like, well, what does that mean? What does it mean to have a healthy mindset? What does a healthy mindset look like? And often when we think about a healthy mindset, we separate the feeling of, ah, you know, I feel really good from, I don't feel really good. And that if I'm not feeling really good, then that's an unhealthy mindset. When really it's all part of a healthy mindset. Where a mindset becomes unhealthy is when we start to perseverate or we start to focus on something to the point that rather than have value, it starts to in- inhibit us or hinder us. Like um, I think of kin to, if you've ever watched somebody who's had a, an itch, right? And they scratch it. And, you know, when you initially scratch it, the itch is indicating there's an issue, right? You've got something in the skin, the skin's responding to it. It's itching and you scratch But the more you start to scratch and the more you continue, you begin to perseverate to the point that you start to irritate the skin, you break the skin down and it becomes a problem, right? So it's the same thing when we've got an issue that arises in our life. When an issue comes up and we experience a sense of disappointment or a sense of confusion or misunderstanding or um, something that's not comfortable, then we tend to judge it as bad. When in reality, what it is, is an indicator. And so we can go from letting go of the judgment or belief around that feeling to saying, okay, what, what am I supposed to know here? What's coming up in this experience that's there to help me uh, so that I can make a better decision for myself or a decision that's going to be more in alignment with what I want uh, in my process of personal discovery? And so, you know, one of the things about a healthy mindset is that that it does include, you know, moments of uh, joy and euphoria and, you know, possibility. And it includes those times where we struggle, where we're like, you know, what's what gives? The key is, is when these things arise up, how do we work with them? And therein is where we can take a, a mindset that is in service to us and it can become something that temporarily, well, well, not temporarily, it blocks us for as long as we allow it to block us. And what I mean by that is that we are in control. Whether we want to own that or not, we are in control. We may think we are not. We may pass the buck on. We may say, this is too big for me. Therefore, we give that control. But in essence, the fact that we said this is too big for me is the indicator that we've passed it on and we are the ones making that decision. And so when we begin to own that, we can own it either in a self-accusing way or a way that is diminishing or negative, or we can pause and honor the fact that, wow, I'm realizing here that, uh, wow, I am in control. And for the longest time, I have kind of given it away. Even though I've given it away, I I truly can't give it away because I can always claim it back. So it essentially, it always rests with us. And so one of the biggest benefits is the ability to own the fact that we are responsible for our thought process, not from a negative point, but from an ownership and from a person, a perspective of compassion. Two of the key components when I work with my clients is Self-compassion and self-love are key because when we're when we offer self-love and self-compassion, that creates a freedom and a willingness to be open to okay, you know, what do I need to change? What do I need to shift? This hasn't been working. I thought it was. I, you know, from everything I've ever known, this seems like it should be, but it's just flat out not. 
So if I am judgmental or critical, then I don't know about you, Tracy, but I shut down on that. I immediately go to, into defense mode. I put up the blocks. Nothing's going to get in to disturb that tenderness inside of me. But if I can move into, okay, how can I love myself and offer self-compassion and recognize that, wow, I went, I barked up the wrong tree on that one. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if you have that, but I know that's what I have to do. No, absolutely. It's kind of, and it's really interesting. It's something I've been doing a lot of introspective learning on myself the last couple of years of just trying to learn more about me. And it really comes down to that mindset and that phrase that everybody says, and we, you know how it is with those repetitive phrases, we kind of just blow them off like that. Oh, you can do anything you put your mind to, right? You can do anything you put your mind to. And we're like, oh yeah, whatever. But it's really true. Like if you actually have your mind focused on it, you make it happen. I don't know if you've ever seen this gentleman. I, I remember watching a, an interview with him. I can't remember his name, but he was basically a competitive. He did tons of like the Ironman contests, all this stuff, but he was in every branch of the military as well. At one point in time, he had experienced all of them, even down to being a Navy SEAL. This man, like everybody called him like the invincible man. I mean, he was invincible. And when they interviewed and talked to him, he's like, well, it's just because I just put my mind to it. I genuinely was like, you know, I'm going to do this. I think that's where it really is just an awe moment when it talks about mindset. Like it really is extremely powerful. And if you actually utilize your own mindset and you put your mind to something, you can accomplish it. So, I mean, what about in cases, I mean, I know... For instance, a lot of the financial clients I work with a lot of the time, we talk about changing their money mindset because a lot of people Mm -hmm. have perception on money or if they're in a spending mentality where they want to spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And how does somebody really start to change that? You know, I mean, what do you, if you're like, hey, I'm realizing now I have this mindset that to me is negative and it's not somewhere I want to be. How do I go about starting to change that and kind of change how I view things and how I look at things? I know in my journey around, especially around when you're looking at the money mindset and the financial, a part of, of what I always do is pay attention to feelings, first of all, because uh, they're indicators. Feelings are, are guideposts. And as I'm beginning to pay attention, if something doesn't set right, I know whatever thought I'm holding about it is an error to where I am to be. It's, it's, it's moving myself in the opposite direction of what is going to be of benefit and value to my growth. And so I have to pause and and say, okay, so what, what is there for me to learn? And when I was years ago, when I started coaching years ago, I was doing very well. And then all of a sudden there was something, I had an, uh, somebody calling and they were excited and they wanted to work with me. And then all of a sudden there was this thing inside of me and I couldn't even tell you what it was that literally it was almost as if there was a vice grip that grabbed my chest and squeezed. And, and fear came up, huge fear. And I'm like, oh my gosh, to the point that I had to kind of sit back against the wall and go, what is going on? And as I began to move forward, I knew at that point in my mindset, I thought, oh, wow, this isn't good. Something's happening here. And it's something that I got to pay attention to because if I don't, it's going to impact my success. Even though I knew that, the depth of what I needed to understand at that point, I couldn't reach because it required more work. It required an awareness that I was not ready for. Uh, so I began to work with different coaches. I've worked with different coaches and uh, hypnotherapists to really get at, because one of the coaches I worked with was like, girl, you should be kicking it. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then I explained it. She says, well, I think this there's something deeper here for you. And I'm like, okay. And so I began to, again, the mindset in this was 
there's a way for me to move through this or, oh, I'm screwed. Do you see what I'm saying? So what mindset am I going to go? What direction am I going to go? And can I go to say, if I walk this path, you know, and I start to open up to the possibilities, then, you know, this is going to create something even bigger for me uh, to be able to enjoy in my life and to share with others. Or I could go, wow, I'm not, and I might as well just go ahead and give it up now because this feels too big. Okay, so there's different mindsets I could take with that. Because I chose to move in the direction of allowing it to be of value to me, because it's time to let it go. Whatever it was, it was time to let it go. It didn't play a role in my life anymore. And I knew it because I was moving in a direction of success that there was a part of me that was frightened of. And so as I began to do my work and I worked with different individuals, I discovered that part of the process of charging for me was tied into, uh, because my work with my clients incorporates also a spiritual component for their journey, I struggled with charging. You see, I grew up that you don't charge for spiritual things, that if you do, then somehow you're circumventing God and you're not trusting. And, and I mean, all that I had tied into that, and it wasn't even that it was also my whole sense of worth was tied into that. So this was a big thing. It was a big piece to explore and uncover. And so I just continued to move myself along in my business as I was uncovering this and to become aware of this. And I can remember working with coaches who had to stand and say, I want you to own your greatness. And I remember going, own my greatness. Okay. And I had a hard time. And it didn't matter if I had a hard time. I was going to own my greatness. And so uh, it was just, it was fascinating, the whole journey. But the mindset in that and how it affected my ability to accept greater financial reward, to set a price that I felt was respectful and honoring of what I was bringing to the table for my clients. That came about as a result of this journey. And again, it was even more than just the finances. It was the discovery of more of who I was, which I'm, which is what you do when you're working with your clients, right? Yep. You know, it's them discovering more of who they are. And that mindset is key. Am I going to give myself permission? Am I going to give myself permission to explore the possibility? Or am I going to, because it's uncomfortable and uncertain, shut down? Am I going to trust that even if it's uncertain, that there's going to be somebody who I can connect with and relate to? Or am I going to be on my own by myself and not have what I need? You see, so it's like, where am I taking my mindset? And because of those choices, I connected with people like people are connecting with you, right, Tracy? They're like, ah, she speaks my language. I can learn from her. I can trust her with what I'm doing in my growth. So that's that's why I see mindset and how it has evolved financially for me. I mean, that spiritual component, that was a big one. It was like, wow. And I saw you shaking your head. And oh, I'm thinking, yeah. She understands that. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that there are more people who have that issue than me. Yes. Yeah. I think I think is a really good point. Just to bring up that whole aspect, it's fear. I mean, mm -hmm. fear, and I think so many people let fear win mm -hmm. and hold them back from their full potential, you know, being yeah. able to being afraid it is, a, it's scary. And it's 
something that I learned a lot when I started getting into business and being around more women entrepreneurs, that was really interesting to me. It wasn't always a fear of failure. It was that fear of success. Like, oh my gosh, what if this works? What if this takes off? What do I do then? What if I do become a big success? And it's a scary thing because we, I think naturally kind of go in the negativity aspect sometimes Mm -hmm. try to be, oh, I'm a realist and it just may not be, Mm -hmm. or it might be okay. It's like, oh, it's starting to go well. And I think that's just so powerful to even talk about because I know that's a lot of things. I know women entrepreneurs that I've been around, that is a big struggle of going through the aspect of pricing is a huge one because it is that whole aspect. I'm not trying to exploit people. I'm not trying to make money off people. It's like, but you do have to charge to stay in Mm -hmm. business. And it's it's a hard thing to accept sometimes. I still struggle with it sometimes on knowing, Mm -hmm. you know what, if I don't charge, I'm going to put myself out of business and then I can't help anybody. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, I I love that you brought that up because I think that is, and just like with people when they're struggling in their finances, knowing that, hey, here's where I am. And in order to start to change, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone, change your mindset and how you view things. You're going to have to get out what's comfortable. You're going to have to step into something that is foreign territory to really start to experience that change. Absolutely. And to know too, that as we step out in that way that it doesn't have to be overwhelmingly frightening. If it's overwhelming, then it's not right. It's not designed to be so overwhelming as to cause you to hyperventilate, right. you know, but it's that, that, that discomfort of, st- you know, it's, there's, there's that discomfort, but also that readiness that says, even though this is uncomfortable, it is less uncomfortable than it is to stay where I'm at. And I, it's worth the risk to me. So there's that sense of I'm ready, even though this scares the, the bejesus out of me, I am ready. And I love the idea when we're talking about success, because I think for many women and, and historically, women have played that second in command role, that second, I can, I can stand back behind, observe and notify whoever's in front of me. But when we're successful, all of a sudden, we start to move through the to the front. We are in the forefront. And all of a sudden, we're visible. Ooh. And then we get this, what's going to happen if I'm visible? Are they going to find out? I really don't know as much as I say I know, even though, yes, I've had all this experience. You know, there's always stuff that comes up in, the, in life that you don't know because you're always learning. And how do we, you know, and then all of a sudden, they're going to find out I'm, I'm, I'm fake or they're going to find. And, and, and there's that paranoia. Mm-hmm. And do I really have something of value? It causes us to question that. Uh, and part of the, the gift of that, of, uh, of what I do is that inward journey of let's start to, to get to know you. Let's start to understand you at a deeper level mm-hmm. so that when you stand out, you stand authentically and in integrity with you. And there's, there's strength in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny you talk about that because it is going to that whole, that power mindset. I mean, imposter syndrome, you know, self-sabotage, those are all things that that's what our mindset can do to us if we allow it, where it goes to show that mindset can absolutely get you to success. But if you do start downing yourself or, oh my gosh, I'm a fraud and nobody's going to believe in me right. and, and you give into it, then yeah, you're, you're going to be a failure and you're going to stay there and you're not going to mm-hmm. go anywhere else. It's, it's just amazing what just a simple way of how you look at yourself and your, your world around you can just change mm-hmm. that like an instant. Mm-hmm. And that's why compassion is so important 
Because when we find ourselves repeating something or feeling stuck and not being able to get out of it, it can be so easy to take ourselves into that hole. And why shouldn't I? I've done this work. Why don't I know better? And I mean, I remember when I first years and years and years ago ended into therapy. Uh, I, I mean, I'd read all the self-help books. You know, I knew and I was sitting there so angry and frustrated as I was talking to this woman. And she says, just because you know it in your mind doesn't mean it has made its way to your heart. And that was powerful. It hadn't become real yet. So I had all the knowledge, but knowledge doesn't necessarily mean it's gone now to the experience, to the awareness and the understanding. And so I I love that. And I think it's so important because sometimes we don't realize that the brain itself operates in such a way that it looks for the worst case scenario. Not because we fail, but because the life over eons has been that in order to survive, we've had to look at the the potential dangers. And so our key, our key momentous thing is, okay, is there something here to be careful of? Is there something here that's going to be a problem? Is there something I got to, we got to be aware of that could come back and bite me? You know, so to judge that doesn't serve us. But if we can pause and acknowledge it, oh, yeah, there it is. And all right, is there anything I need to not fight it? Because the more we fight something, the bigger it gets. But it's like, all right, is there? Okay, no. So now what would I, What do I want to do with it? What would I like to bring? What, what you know, how can I let this experience I'm having, like uh, struggling with my money, how can I take a step forward? Okay. And then I know there's a way by recognizing this. I know that there's also a way it's like two ends of the ruler, right? Or, you know, you've got zero and then you've got positive negative numbers. So as much as you can go in the hole with something, you can go at the opposite degree into the heights uh, with it. And then all of a sudden they come across, you know, they're flipping through Facebook and they see something about, you know, Tracy and her program. And it's like, Hmm, I like what that woman said. Might let me read a little more. And and so it's interesting how I find when we kind of open to that, then by creating an open mindset to A, acknowledge, okay, this is where I'm at. I'm not going to fight where I'm at. I'm not going to ignore it. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not, this is where I'm at. And then add and. Mm-hmm. And what possibility exists for me right now in this moment? How can I take this mindset, let it serve me here, and then shift to serve me here? And so all of a sudden they get introduced and there's a program and wow, I want to learn more about what Tracy is doing so that I can move through, you know, this financial experience I'm having. And I, and you do that very well. I appreciate that. No, that's absolutely true. I think it's like you're saying, when you're open to possibilities, you'll start, it's kind of like the whole aspect. It's like the world knows when you are open to something, you're going to start seeing it more. I like to use the example because everybody's been there where they get a car and they, they're finally get this car they've always wanted. They never see them. And all of a sudden they have this car. Now they see that car everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's everywhere to be found because now they're aware of it. They're, they're now it's in uh-huh. tune of them. Wow. There it is again. Yes. <laughs> and again. Yes. It's like, I've never seen this car in my life. And all of a sudden it's everywhere now. And yes. it's like, it's been there the whole time, right. but you weren't open to it yet. And isn't that nice that not being open to it, doesn't mean that when you are ready, it's not going to be there. Because all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, I'm ready. And it's like, all right, here you go. Boom. Yep. You know, and it shows up for you. I, I think that's what's so fascinating about this whole evolutionary process that we're all in. It's like learning that 
just because I didn't get it or I wasn't ready for it then doesn't mean that it's not available and ready for me now and that I can't do phenomenal things with what it is now. Because mm-hmm. that's what I work with women is, is have I lost my chance? Yeah, And it's like, no, you're just creating a new one. You know, the opportunity to do something at 22, you know, as a 22 year old is done. But, you know, that experience in a different way or in that way is the woman that you are today is possible. Yeah, I think even, I mean, obviously not entirely, it's mindset, but not the same thing. But in that situation too, I think it's important to know timing is important in the Mm -hmm. sense it wasn't meant to be or would have been. So Mm -hmm. knowing that you would, it may not have worked out and you might look back on it and be like, man, I wish this would have happened when I was 22. But guess what? Mm-hmm. When you were 22, you weren't the person you are now. Maybe that wouldn't have worked out at all for you. Maybe you would have failed. Maybe you know mm-hmm. it wouldn't have taken you where it could. But now you're ready for it and you can actually step into it successfully. Right. And you've met the people that have introduced you to things, educated you. And then all of a sudden you have, like you said, you have you have experiences and knowledge here that you didn't have at 22. And it's, it's a great place to be, you know, and that's, that's the mindset. Am I willing to let go of the idea that because I didn't do that, I've ruined my life. That's a mindset. Mm -hmm. That is a mindset. And then sometimes when that mindset's strong, it's like, just, wow, what is this about? You know, what, where did I get this idea? Where did the idea come from? And I know sometimes in that process, you know, I'll have to ask that question then. Sometimes I'll journal about it. I'll write. But other times, Tracy, I just kind of pose it and then I let go of it and I go clean or I mow my lawn or I do whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's the idea that's come up. Oh, that's what that's about. Do you get that too? I see shaking your hands like, yeah. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And I think discovering that we are more powerful than we realize. Mm-hmm. It can be a scary thing because often we're looking at how we've messed our lives up instead of, you know, what are the wonderful things that we've done? And that the, the, sometimes when we look and situations aren't the way we would like them, it's not because we failed as much as often it's because we have grown and are becoming aware of and available to something new. You know, and, and being creative people, being creative beings, Sometimes creation comes out of a longing for something more, mm-hmm. not because there's anything wrong, but there's something that says life is ever evolving. I wonder if it's evolving now through this desire in me for something more. So it's that whole, how do I want to look at it? And again, I go back when I read that, you know, of course, Max Planck and of course, this is a quantum physics and they're, you know, Einstein, hundred years ago, Einstein was saying everything is energy, right? Everything. When they did the quantum physics, all these things, what they're discovering, and it's amazing in this world as they examine this and they discover how our thinking influences the movement of of particles that are so small that when we shift our thinking, like you said, all of a sudden it's like that car, we become cognizant of something we weren't, weren't aware of before. Now I see all these cars you know, we open ourselves up and they begin, we begin to, to identify with them instead of the thought that says, I don't have my car yet. I just love the idea that we get to be learners 
of how to master our thinking process and how to incorporate our emotions to support the process so that we can create a world that is beautiful. And I think that's, I mean, that just says it all right there. It's the fact that, yes, your mindset is extremely powerful, but you still have the control. You still have the choice. Um, one of the, my favorite things that we talked about in church one day, our pastor was talking about, I don't remember the exact statistic, but the amount of thoughts that go through our head in one day. And we, a lot of them are negative and bad because that's just our natural persona. But we have the choice to accept them or not. We have the choice to say, yes, I believe this as truth or no, I do not. And I don't believe this and I don't agree with this. And I'm putting up to the side. And like you said, the more you open yourself up to the possibilities and the Mm -hmm. things, the more opportunities you'll see, the more positive your life will be because you'll start seeing those things. You know, you're taking the blinders off. Those blinders we walk through in life that just keeps us looking at this one thing and this one path. Mm -hmm. And we get to take that off our mind. And we just really have that freedom to experience so many more things. I think, and and that to me is very exciting to be able to, to know that I can remove my own blinders. And as I do, the, the world of beauty hasn't gone away. It's not any less. And I get to experience it in that moment where I'm at. And, you know, what has been before, I can choose to drag with me or I can choose to let it uplift me. And bring it forth into this in a way that is um, supportive and nurturing. Yeah, and I love that because I mean there are thousands and thousands of thoughts that move through our mind, and we get the opportunity. The mind is not this separate entity that has all-consuming control, and we are a victim to it. The mind is our working with thoughts. It's ours, and it's like okay, we have practiced working using our mind in this way. Now, what kind of practice do we want to engage in to help our mind see different, to help our mind, you know, acknowledge it? It's kind of like, I know that when I um, work with with, uh, somebody who's got a specific skill, all right, and they're really good at this, but they're not so much good at this. Well, that doesn't take away the fact that they're really good at this. And so when I look at my mind and it's like acknowledging, you know, yeah, there are times that I really take myself down a hole get really deep. And there are times that when I'm in the bottom of that, I can say, you know, uh, uncle, I'm ready for something different. And I'm going to open my mind to allow myself to welcome that difference. And so it's all about assuming responsibility for me. It's about the assuming responsibility. And as I do, you know, then life is like, hey, here you go. It's, you know, it's there. I mean, when you're talking about that concept of it's done unto you as you believe, if you look at it from a spiritual perspective, and that's that goes across multiple spiritual teachings, you know, and what you sow, you reap. So if I'm sowing seeds of doubt and concern, then I'm going to reap doubt and concern, not because I'm a bad person, not but because I'm thinking that that somehow is going to get me something. And that's why I think kindness, Tracy, is so important, self-kindness and love, uh, because there are times that maybe through experiences, I chose without even being aware that I was choosing it to see myself in a certain way. And then that starts to, you know, like it'll be a little snowball that builds up. And before I know it, you know, I've got a mindset that I don't understand where it came from, but it's playing a big role. And it's like, okay. This is here for a reason. And if I continue to judge myself around it, then rather than being able to move in the direction of uh, 
of an opening or healing or or what, I, I continue to focus on, you know, how I failed, you know, or how I'm incomplete or or all these things. And and I just, you know, that's why I think that, you know, offering ourselves love and respect in this journey is is bar none the biggest thing that we can do. I mean, it truly is. All of a sudden, it it opens us up to learning new things, to being receptive, you know, where I wasn't receptive before. And I'm sure like when you're looking at your your clients, you know, that you've seen that transformation in them. And that's a good feeling, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, to watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, that's, rock on, girl. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm. Mean, what are like when you think of the mindsets? What are what's a big mindset that some of your clients have? I think the biggest one is just how it's two biggest two biggest areas that I see a big change. One is in budgeting because a lot of mm-hmm. people have a very negative mindset about budgeting. They think of it like, right. oh, it's controlling me. Ugh, it's no yeah. fun. I can't spend money. And it's like really, if you look at what a budget actually can do for you, it's a plan for your money. It gives you a plan, it gives you intention, and it gives you freedom to actually spend your money on what you want to spend it on instead of it just being gone at the end of the month. And so that's a big realization when people start budgeting. They're like, oh, I couldn't imagine never not doing this now. Mm-hmm. And the other one is just in that aspect of spending. And a lot of the times it's a coping mechanism. It's, it's mm-hmm. getting to the root of, well, why am I spending on this? Is it because of an insecurity that I have? Is it because of something that's going on in my life? And I'm just, this is my way of coping and realizing, oh, that's why I'm spending the money. Cause I don't really want to be broke and spend all my money on Amazon or on target <laughs> or on, you know, whatever right. it is, but it's knowing, okay. So once you realize that it's kind of knowing this is why I'm doing it. And then start addressing that, the core issue. And then they start to see this change where they're like, I'm good. I don't need to use my credit cards anymore. Or guess what? I'm not spending $500 a month anymore at Amazon and I'm okay with it. I don't have this temptation anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a powerful thing to see that shift from when they're just have no control to having full control of their money and being like, you know what? No, this is right. not where I want to go. And having that bigger picture mindset of what's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually, do you find that they have very similar reasons behind why they shop excessively or why they, are there something similar that they're discovering that helps when they discover it, the freeze them or? I think it's a, it's, it depends on what it is they're spending the money on. Typically, like when I've noticed with a lot of women that like to shop and buy clothes or shoes or the accessories and all the things, you know, the, the things that make us feel really good. A lot of that is a deep seated insecurity of how they view themselves or how they want others to view them. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, oh, I just got to buy this to buy this. It's because, oh my gosh, I don't feel good about myself. So if I buy this new dress, it'll make me feel better. And then I can put it on and people will see me and they're going to see, oh, look, look how pretty she looks in that dress. And so it's more of that drive for acceptance and kind of helping seed or feed that insecurity. And they're looking to fix it. Well, we all know that dress isn't going to fix the insecurity. Right. But if you don't know, that's why you're shopping and buying clothes. That was something I struggled with a lot when I was younger. I did. I shopped all the time. I couldn't pass up a deal on an outfit. My closet still is overflowing years later. (laughs) And I finally realized it was because I would be upset or I'd feel insecure about myself. So I would go shopping because that would make me feel better for a split second about myself when I could put on a new outfit. It felt like you get to put on a new you. 
mm-hmm. but it doesn't last because it's not meant to last because right. it's only, it's a bandaid. It's not fixing the actual problem. So what was it like to discover the underlying reason? Honestly, it was really eye-opening to be like, mm-hmm. wow, like I had a client that we discovered that and she just looked at me. She's like, I never thought of that. I never thought of this being a coping mechanism for me. I didn't realize I was insecure as insecure in this area as I am. But once you start again, that awareness, you're like, oh, wow, I do see it now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm starting mm-hmm. to look at it and address it. And so once you have that, it is kind of bringing it to that surface so that mm-hmm. you can heal in that mm-hmm. space and talk it through. And sometimes it needs deeper things like counseling. You know, sometimes it is, I need mm-hmm. to see a counselor. Or, you know, sometimes if I have severe anxiety, I do need a medication. That is sometimes the case, but not always. A lot of times it's just addressing, here's, I see it now. And then just kind of that, again, that mindset of knowing, okay, if I'm having a bad day, I know what I can do. And I know the other options now too. Very cool. So then really, would it be a fair thing to say that it's, um, that your program not only is about money management, but it's about personal discovery of yourself. Yes, absolutely. So really coming to a coming to a what? A better understanding, a, a more awareness or I think it's a combination of things. It's definitely a more uh, awareness of where you're actually spending your money cuz a lot of time people really don't know where they're spending because right. they're not tracking it. They have no idea. And it's also then getting into the why. Why are we spending this much money here? Why don't we want to give up this car or this credit card cuz it's not you really just want to hold on to it. There's something else going on. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is bringing that awareness to the motivation behind Mm -hmm. why we do the Mm -hmm. things we do. And I think that's neat because to me that creates freedom. Yes. And it really allows us to live with a greater sense of freedom, which I think is what all this is about to me. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like, how can I live more fully and freely who I am? Exactly. You know, by understanding more of who I am, you know, in a way that feels appropriate to me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, You have to have the knowledge of yourself and the acceptance too, of accepting yourself for who you are. Cause Mm -hmm. there are some things about ourselves that we can't change. And we have to accept that because once we do, like you said, it is that freedom of when you are happy with yourself, you're confident with where you are, you know, you you're stepping into opportunities, you're being open to things. You have the freedom that's it's limitless on what's possible. Isn't that exciting? Yes. Yes. I mean, is. to me, that's a success. And again, mindset. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. It's how mindset's really about how we see ourselves. Yep. Exactly. You know? And everything references how we see ourselves, how we see life, how we see ourselves in relation to that. You know, whether we feel safe or not in it, whether it's in service, do we feel a level of freedom or do we feel bound? Absolutely. Just, to me, mindset is, at least in my work, my experience and what it is that I've done is critical. It is, it is the key. I think it's the key behind any and all change. So number one piece of advice you'd give our listeners today about mindset. About mindset. I would say, you know, knowing that they're more powerful than they realize and being very loving again, because when we start to acknowledge that we have more power than we realize, it is an opportunity where we can move in the opposite direction and beat ourselves to a pulp because we haven't done better. So it is creating space, creating love and self-compassion, because even though this might be so, we're living in a place where we have learned to play small, or we've learned that if we play small, we can be like others, and if we're like others, then we're not a standout, and we can be liked, and and then, and then we're not an easy target, because when you look at it from a from a standpoint of survival, you know, 
who is often, when you're seeing herds of antelope running from a lion, what is the one that gets gets grabbed? The one that's on the outskirts, the one that's hanging behind, the one that's off by itself, the one. So that kind of mentality is that herd of support. It's like, okay. And, you know, so often we have experienced things that we're not conscious of, you know, and we're operating out of those. And so the idea that we can learn to embrace a greater understanding of who we are and that we can learn how to live with this knowledge and this awareness in ways that are enhancing and for our lives and and the lives of others that we share it with. And that it's not a thing to be afraid of. And that's just a process. But probably for me would be that is opening to that and opening it into a way that is um, allows for self-compassion and love. Because when I have that, when I take care of that, then what I have to give others is just, you know, it's so much more expansive. So, but when I operate out of fear and out of lack, I might give, but I give with a closed fist, you know, or I give with a closed heart. You know, I give knowing that, ugh, you know, I'm going to do this, but it's not, (laughs) it's a different energy. No, I I appreciate that. Absolutely. I think that's a really good piece of advice because like you said, it's that whole concept of when your cup is full and running over, think how much you can give to others. Absolutely. And, and you just, it's, it's natural. Yes. It's natural. That's, it's kind of like, you just, you can't help it. It's like, okay. And it feels good. And it's not like oh, twisting my arm or I'm losing something when I do that. Yep. No, you're multiplying. It really is amazing. Absolutely. At least for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. So, so Rebecca, tell me, how is the best way that listeners can get a hold of you if you have any further conversation, or maybe they would like to say, Hey, you know, I could use some help in this space on leadership or mindset change. Oh, wonderful. Well, I have a, uh, if they want to learn more about me, they can check out, I've got different multi uh, media sites with Facebook and LinkedIn and um, Twitter, Instagram, but I have a website that's yourjoyfulpath.com. I have a podcast called Living from Inside Out. You can access it on that or on any of the major podcast channels. And um, they're welcome. I've got, they can come and connect with a discovery session and we can talk about what they're looking for uh, or they can get a newsletter. So those are different ways, but I would love to, if they've got any curiosity or questions to spend some time with them. Absolutely. Yes. And I highly encourage it. I mean, Rebecca's awesome. She's been doing this a long time. She's very good at this space. Um, and I appreciate you so much for coming and talking with us today and talking about the power mindset, because it really is, I mean, it's the game changer. If you want to change anything in your life, you want to break out of the cycles, which is what this whole podcast is about. You need to get your mindset into it first. You got to mm-hmm. shift your mindset. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm excited that you're presenting this type of material to people so that they can explore it further. Absolutely. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you, Tracy. It was a joy. All right, friends, that's it for this episode. Remember, you can learn more about Rebecca at yourjoyfulpath.com and check out her podcast, Living from the Inside Out. And be sure to subscribe to our show for more amazing speakers and topics on breaking the cycles in your life. All right, friends, that's it for today. We're continuing the discussion over in the Design and Renew tribe. More information at design-renew.mn.co. If you've taken away good information, subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, share this episode with a friend, or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. 